Welcome to another episode of Global Voices. I'm your host for the episode, Shreya. And today we have with us Anne Kessel from Germany. She is an international student in Denmark right now uh, who cannot travel home at the moment. And today we are here to talk about how this pandemic and the lockdown and the uncertainties that we've had after that has affected students living in another country this past year. So firstly, thank you, Anne, for joining us today. And it would be lovely if you could give in a brief introduction of yourself and your thoughts on the situation right now. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to be here. So my name is Anne and I'm currently studying at Roskilde University. I'm 23 years old and I live in Denmark uh, since 2018. And I moved there from Germany where I come from and I'm studying psychology and communications at Roskilde University. And I think as an international student, this time has not really been easy for anybody because especially as an international, we're going through a lot of problems with this distance due to all the travel restrictions. And I think it's really important to talk about that. Yeah, so maybe you can give us a brief description, uh, description that you haven't been able to go home since last year, since the beginning of 2020. So how has this last year been for you, for your mental health, or even otherwise, like how has your life been the last year? I think in general, I would say it turned out to be quite lonely because since you are kind of in lockdown the whole time, there's not a lot you can do. Like usually I would travel home around three to four times a year. Since I'm from Hamburg, it's not so far for me to travel home. It only takes six hours by train. So I think I'm one of the lucky ones <laughs> as an international student. But since the borders closed, um, traveling home was always related to a lot of stress. So if I wanted to go, I had to follow a lot of restrictions. I needed to go get tested. I needed to go in quarantine. And sometimes the quarantine would be longer than my initial stay was planned. So a lot of times I just couldn't go home because it was just generally not possible. And obviously as a student, you might not be able to handle all the costs of testing. As for example, in Germany, there are other rules about getting tested. So there you have to pay for it. And yeah, so there were a lot of like limitations. And in general, it's just when you're sitting at home in the beginning, it was still nice because you had a lot of time to do things that you wouldn't generally do. Like you could tidy up your basement, you can declutter your house because you were not, it was not possible to go out. But now since it's been really long, you just start to miss the social life like just having a coffee with your friend in town or things like that, seeing my family, seeing my long distance boyfriend, it's not really easy. And I think that a lot of people who already have mental health issues are really challenged in this time, like especially challenged because they have to deal with their symptoms and a lockdown. And I think that sometimes it can be forgotten how hard that can be when you're not really having the chance to to get help or to see your loved ones or to talk to a good friend. So I think it can be quite challenging. And I think that really needs to be mentioned because it's something that might be forgotten because we're always complaining about how we cannot go shopping in the malls or how we cannot fly to Spain for vacation. But I think it's also important that we're speaking about 
the people who are just at home and who cannot meet their loved ones. Yeah, I think you mentioned a lot of points here. And, you know, like I relate to it a lot and maybe to add on, um, what happened to me was initially, as you said, the first couple of months, like we were cleaning out the houses, catching up on everything that we procrastinated before that. Uh, but then like it, it just got very, very exhausting. Like you just wanted to go out, do anything, like do anything that we would earlier do. And I, along with that, I would also have like a guilt feeling because we're still better off than a lot of people. Like you also mentioned that you were one of the lucky ones um, comparatively. So like you're still feeling bad, but you also feel guilty about feeling bad. And it was a very strange feeling to have at that time. I, I mean, most of last year I've been like that. And, and I really liked how you brought up the issue of mental health. And yeah, I mean, from also the mail that you sent, the description, I think I would really be interested in knowing um, about your opinion on mental health, about yourself, about, um, you know, students in general or about the world, the present situation, anything, uh, what you feel about the mental health scenario right now? Yeah, so in general, I could say that I have a history of mental health issues. Like I was diagnosed with anorexia and depression and have then um, developed some anxiety. And um, it got very well since I moved to Denmark and studied. I was doing super well. But for me, it was always important that I would have some times where I would get myself busy. So the more time that I would have to think, being home alone, just me and my brain alone, thinking about life, about the future, about what happened in the past, that is always something more or less dangerous. <laughs> So since the lockdown happened and I wasn't able to meet as, as many friends as I would have liked to or to participate in any social events or even just being on campus, interacting with other people. So like a lot of times I was alone with my thoughts and that was where I came to a point where I was just able to think about a lot, to worry about the future, to worry about not meeting my parents and my sister for the longest time, to worry about when I would see my boyfriend for the next time. So me alone with my thoughts, because there was no other way than being alone with my thoughts, was really something that really increased my anxiety. I had like panic attacks where I would just be home alone. And I noticed that lately I, I'm really not having a good sleeping cycle like whenever I'm trying to fall asleep I know that there's nothing to wake up to in the morning because most of my online classes are in the late morning around 11 so there isn't really anything that I have to wake up early to and that makes me procrastinate a lot at night and I think those are kind of the dangers because you are alone you are responsible for having a daily routine and I think a lot of people with mental health problems they would need a little push from having a structured daily life that you could handle this daily life. Like if you have a schedule from school, like you need to be at school at 8 a.m. in the morning and you need to participate in classes, then you have lunch break and then classes again, or you have readings to do. And now all of that is kind of limited because there's not a long way from your bed to your computer. So you, you don't have to calculate in the, the preparations for school. You don't have to calculate the the way to school and all of this. So it's like, there's just a lot of time 
to be alone with your thoughts. And I think that's, that's something that can be dangerous. And in the beginning, I didn't expect that it could be that bad because I thought, oh, it's great. I'm alone. I can do a lot of stuff and enjoy. And like you said, just doing something in the house, decluttering. But in the end, I just got really exhausted of my own thoughts in my own head. And yeah, I think a lot of people could relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure about that. Um, so I think now I am a little interested in knowing um, about your relationships with your family and your boyfriend, because I get this feeling that you are very close to them. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was beautiful before you were locked down in your own house. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about how it was before, how it's been now, how they support you now. And yeah. So um, usually, like I said before, I would travel home three to four times a year to visit my family. For example, when there was my birthday or my sister's birthday or Christmas or stuff like that, I would travel home since it only takes six hours. But now uh, when you come to the border, there are just a lot of procedures. You have to register online. You have to get tested. You have to go in quarantine. So for me, it's just not happening. Like um, I don't really want to go home when I have to go through all of this. Plus I am really scared to get infected or have anybody else infected because of me, because um, I always love to visit my grandparents. And since they're like older, I'm very worried that I kind of got the virus unknowingly and bring it to them. So those are also some of my fears for what reason I said, okay, I might just want to stay here in Denmark because I don't want to be the reason that somebody else gets sick. And since there are all of those restrictions, I feel very limited because um, my boyfriend, he is from the Philippines. He, for example, he also needs to go through a lot of procedures in order to be allowed to come to visit me. And obviously there aren't a lot of flights anymore because nobody is supposed to travel at the moment. So everything is limited, restricted. There are rules and the costs are getting extremely high because when you are not a Danish citizen, you have to pay a lot of money to get tested for Corona. And um, so in total, the costs are just incredibly high for me as a student. So the only thing we're doing right now is video chatting. So we are just calling each other on Facebook Messenger. I'm talking to my family on FaceTime. I even teach my grandmother how to use FaceTime so that I could talk to her too. And um, my cousin, she just got pregnant. And for me, it is just really sad that I cannot be there for her and help her, support her. So I feel like um, I'm mostly afraid to miss out on a lot of things that I would like to experience together with my family because usually for me, it was just normal to just book a train and go home whenever I wanted to. And now seeing the borders being closed, seeing all these things that I would have to do to go home, it really scares me. And yeah, I'm just, sometimes that just really adds up on feeling sad and lost and lonely and just worried if it will ever go back to normal again. Yeah. I can I can totally understand what you're saying, um, but has it has it gotten better in 2021? Like since the vaccine came out, are you feeling more hopeful, or how do you feel about it now? Well, I'm feeling a bit more hopeful. 
Um, since I know that there are things happening and like, I know a lot of people who already got vaccinated and I think that's like some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, but still, I don't feel like I can make certain plans at the moment. Like, for example, me and my boyfriend, we would really like to plan our next meeting. But for now, there's just no possibility because the rules are constantly changing. So sometimes it's allowed to bring in your partner, your boyfriend. Sometimes it's not. And sometimes there are these hidden costs that you wouldn't expect. So I think I'm getting a bit more hopeful in 2021. But still, I am shocked and surprised that it really is already that long. Because I think last year in March, everybody was kind of thinking that would be over around Christmas time. And now we're still sitting here and we are going through all of this. And I just think that people are getting extremely tired. So I always try to have some sort of positivity about that. But as I said, in those times, it can be really, really hard to to keep your heads up and to, to focus on the good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be very honest, I think last year in March, we were thinking the virus would be over by summer. <laughs> and it was gradually when it became July and August and then October. And then it was like Christmas definitely getting over. And now I think people are just tired, like, you know, like, we can just decide it's over and let's just start going out kind of a thing. Um, I think, yeah, uh, how has, uh, um, I mean, if I'm not wrong, like, uh, do you take therapy or um, are you? Um, I'm taking medication, but I finished my therapy in 2018. So now I'm on constant medication in order to keep my symptoms low. Okay, so, um, but in 2020, did you decide to go back to therapy or it's you've been fine yourself? Like There was a time when I thought I would really like to because I just felt like since all the social contacts are kind of going away, like you're restricted in your social contacts, you are limited in who you can talk to. And I always think that it's nicer to talk to someone in person than to someone on the phone. So... I was thinking it might be a good idea, but um, since I knew that from my best friend, she's in therapy and I knew from her that all the therapy was also online. So whatever it was, it was still not a, a meeting in person. So I decided that I will not go back into therapy and just try to find new things, how I could get myself busy. Like I started doing puzzles and, I started painting and I started to teach myself more cooking, like recipes. And I was just trying to be very creative to get myself away from my own thoughts. And I think that that worked quite well. So now I'm just in front of me as another puzzle. And <laughs> that's just what I'm doing when I'm not working for school or something like that. So I'm just trying to find alternatives, actually. Yeah, and that's, that's a very healthy way to cope I'd say. And yeah, I mean, I also did a lot of baking myself. Like there was excessive baking at home going on. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think let's talk a bit about how education for you has been. So if uh, uh, this is your second semester online or third semester? Now this is my second semester online. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe uh, do you want to talk about how your experience has been with online education, not going on campus, etc.? Yeah, sure. Um, I think since the beginning, I was um, quite okay with being in online classes because I had a feeling that when I was um, home alone, I could concentrate a bit better. So what I did was that I just sat down on my couch, I made myself a coffee and I just sat down with my books and my laptop and followed the lecture. And I actually got a lot from it. And I would say I got more from it than I would get when I went to campus. But um, in the beginning, as I said, it was all fine and nice and it was relaxing. But after a while, you would notice that you miss the social interactions. Like sometimes you just want to lean over and, and whisper something to your classmate. You want to laugh a little. You want to get coffee after class or just, I don't know, walk back together to the train, something like that. And all of that went away immediately. And I think it was really something you would need to get used to. Like in the beginning, it was fine. But after a while, I really missed meeting my classmates and my friends and just to have these social interactions. So um, I'm sometimes meeting with my best friend and then we're having the classes together. So we're sitting here together with our computers and um, she lives very close to me and then we're meeting and we're having the classes together. But um, I'm not meeting any of my group members, not any of my other classmates, since that's not a good idea. And it's not really, it's not really safe to meet a lot of um, strange strangers. I wouldn't call them strangers, but other people at the moment. So yeah, I feel like you really have to try to make yourself like disciplined. So you really need to force yourself to sit down and, and study and practice because I feel like since it's all online, you can just leave your camera turned off, your microphone turned off, and you can literally go back to bed and nobody would notice. And I think that's kind of dangerous. So sometimes I really miss the discipline and just the social interactions, even though when I'm at school, I would after a while get annoyed. But now I can tell since it's been so, so long, I think there needs to be a certain stru structure and some pressure from the teachers as well to, to get us to do some work, get up in the morning and not turn off our cameras to actually physically be there. And I think so after a while, that's just getting exhausting now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I actually had a question about uh, which are the people that you've gotten close to and all of that. But I think you already mentioned um, it's it's very fortunate for you that your best friend live, lives close by. Yeah. Um, but uh, so for me, like how it's been that earlier when we were on campus, like may, maybe you're traveling from like your room where you're staying to go out, get something to eat. And you would meet like 20 people on the way just saying hi to them. And like now online like you can't just call those people because you've never really spoken you've just said hi and moved along so i'm also kind of missing those interactions that we used to have i mean it'd be very awkward if i called them up suddenly asking them what's up <laughs> because most of them i don't even know what they're studying i just know that they like i don't know hang out outside the canteen or something <laughs> so um yeah but uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, the socializing that you've done um, with your best friends or even the other people that you talk to now and how that's been? So in general, I just totally feel what you said because 
I remember that in the last semester that I was still on campus, um, I was attending a new course and I didn't know the people there, like only knew their faces, like you said. And that was good because um, when we were still on campus, you could just walk back to the train together and kind of make new friends on the way. Like you would, you would talk and you would just, um, you would just hang out a little bit after or just have a little chat. And like you said, you wouldn't just call them because you can't really meet people just by seeing them in a Zoom class or in a Teams meeting. So um, I think it's kind of problematic, especially for those people who start studying now. But I'm just very grateful because my best friend lives close to me and we can still meet. So we're meeting either at her apartment or in my apartment. And um, then we're just having some coffee, but we're definitely avoiding going outside, going anywhere. In Denmark, the um, stores just opened again. So you can buy clothes, you can buy books and all of that again. Like all of those stores are open again, which I don't really think is a good idea at the moment. But um, apart from that, just seeing all these people out there, we find that really scary. And since we both have a lot of anxiety, we just always decide to stay home. We have uh, quite a few nice restaurants around where we can order takeout. And so we're trying to make us as comfortable as we can being at home. But if that's too much, then we love to go to some like forests or parks where you can have a long and nice walk. We have the Roskilde Fjord around where you can go on a nice walk. So like we're trying to find alternatives because usually what we did was we love to hang out in some nice cafes in Copenhagen and have some coffee, go on a walk, do a bit of shopping. And since all of that is not really happening, we had to look for some alternatives. And yeah, that's not really the perfect solution, I would say, but we're still able to to have our, our meetings as best friends and <laughs> keep each other updated. And yeah, I think that's a really important thing for me right now because I can't meet my family or my boyfriend. So having my best friend around is, is a really helpful thing to me. And I think a lot of people don't have the chance to do that. So especially as an international student, um, that can be really hard, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, you say that you're living alone, um, right? And your best friend also lives alone. So how has been the living situation like? Uh, uh, and by living, I mean, like, how has been the financial situation like uh, have paying rents, you're obviously paying rent for the whole year. So has that become more difficult? Is your scholarship regular? Um, how are those? How are things on those fronts? So in general, um, it's not been really easy because um, I used like I'm usually working a part time job after university where I am working as a nanny. So um, what I would do usually is I would pick up twins from school before it was kindergarten. Now they're going to school and I'm picking them up um, and then I'm bringing them home and then I'm staying with them, making them some food and we're playing until the parents are coming home from work pretty late usually and um, since the schools were closed they had to stay home the whole time and um, so the parents just decided to stay home as well and um, so there was a lot of time where I could not work and um, so I didn't get any payments and I I was really like 
in financial worries because I was afraid I couldn't pay my rent or something. So when the schools reopened for the younger children, so the first graders, I think until fifth grade, they can go back to school now. And since that happened, I was really relieved because I could go back to work and pick up the twins again and um, work again. So there was like another social uh, relationship then. So I had the twins again, could pick them up, but it's obviously also something that worries me at the same time, because when I pick them up from school, I am visiting the school campus. I am taking the train, then I'm taking the train with the kids together and I'm at their house meeting their parents and one of them works in the hospital. So I'm also constantly worried about getting infected. So I think working situations right now are not really perfect. Like sometimes I feel like that it might be better to still have the, um, the schools closed because the kids are all interacting with each other. And I think it's hard to explain to first years first graders what exactly is happening right now and that they're not allowed to touch everything on the train and not allowed to pick up stuff from the street and stuff like that. So I think there can be a lot of problems with that, but I think sometimes you just have to weigh what's more important. Like, do you want to pay your rent or, you know? So yeah, I think that's something that I sometimes struggle with a lot, but obviously I have to pay my rent. So I have to step back from those worries somehow. Yeah, um, you know, just a small digression, we'll come back to you. I was just uh, wondering if, because I read this paper recently, uh, so the twins, um, that Yunani, uh, do, you, do you feel that uh, you, uh, they think that uh, what is happening right now is normal, given that they probably don't remember a lot about like 2019, because they must be really, really small at that time. So like there was this paper that said that there's a generation growing up thinking that wearing masks is like as normal as you know like taking your mobile phone and taking your house keys and like everybody in general just stands really far from each other and no one ever parties in groups you know so do you do you see these traits in the twins like uh yeah for the twins it became very normal to be in this situation like whenever I would show up wearing a mask or I would tell them to constantly wash their hands or disinfect. That turned out to be very normal for them. So if they decide to have a little snack on the train before they open their lunch boxes, they would ask me if I could uh, give them some disinfection for their hands. So that turned out to be quite a routine. And whenever we got home, I would ask them, what are we going to do first? And then they would respond, we're going to wash our hands. And I think like it has a lot of positive aspects, but um, I can also remember when I was, um, when they were leaving kindergarten and then starting at school, all of this was happening. So that was the period of time where they were having this change. And then also our society changed a lot because of the virus. And I remember that when the kindergartens closed, we had to take home all of their stuff. So I brought a lot of baskets and bags to, to take home all their changing clothes and their boots and everything that they had over there. And um, they were really worried. Like you could see the fear in their faces and they ask what's happening, like what's happening and why do we have to bring our stuff home? Are we not coming back? And, and I had to explain them that there is this dangerous virus out there and we have to be really careful and we should wash our hands and um, just in general keep distance to 
to people. And in the beginning, I could see that they understood that something was different and something was scary. But now I can totally say they absolutely got used to it and they are not worried at all. They're just following the rules as they have to and they don't mind doing that. So they don't mind disinfecting their hands. They don't mind when I say, oh, don't touch this, don't touch that. They just said, oh yeah, Corona. So they, they absolutely understand that there is something, but they absolutely also got used to it. So it's not a big deal for them anymore, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the adults have been having a harder time adapting as compared to the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now getting back to you. Um, so, yeah, like, thank you for telling us about how your living situation has been. But uh, in general, in Copenhagen or in Denmark, um, how do you feel like how are international students coping up? How many have gone back home? How many are staying back? How they are managing their finances, etc. If you have an idea. I think um, the problem with the coronavirus lockdown is that it's very uncertain. So you don't know if it's worth going home or not. You don't know if when you reach home, you will be called back because semester starts again or you have to continue going back on campus. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of people actually went home since you don't know when exactly you have to be back or if you ever have to be back. But I think all the full-time students have integrated their life into the city of Copenhagen so they live there full-time and they wouldn't go back because they live there but I think a lot of exchange students would rather go back because um, when the coronavirus started I worked together in a project group with a girl from Russia and two girls from Korea and the Korean girls decided to go back home because there was no teaching and there was in that time no online classes yet they were still <laughs> developing how to do that and um, so they were just only in their rooms and they couldn't do anything so they went back home but now I think people are kind of getting used to it and I saw that since Copenhagen offers a lot of free activities social events for internationals um, I saw that a lot of events were just put online so any courses you could participate or any workshops or lectures that were for free um, they were all put online. So a lot of stuff you can just reach if you're following on Facebook and just join some meetings and stuff like that. So I think a lot of alternatives could be found. But um, yeah, still, I think for a lot of people living in Copenhagen, it's just always the wish to go to some places, go on a walk. And whenever I'm out in the city, I'm just always surprised how many people are still on a crowded place, how many people are trying to get the coffee at this one famous cafe where everybody wants to get the coffee and there is a long line, a big crowd. And sometimes I'm getting really upset seeing that because I think sometimes we just have to take a step back and understand that we, we just can't be so close to each other at this moment. So yeah, but I think in general, a lot of alternatives were found to make like a lot of activities just online. But um, yeah, I think for me, it's fine because I know people here and I can have my life here since 2018. But if I was new, I think I would be very desperate because it's a hard time to connect to people if you are in lockdown and you can't meet, you can't meet for coffee, stuff like that. So I think, um, yeah, as I said before, I think I'm still one of the lucky persons in this lockdown, even though I would complain about it a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. And also, you know, like when we see people outside, like um, having um, in cafes or in restaurants, like long queues outside and you're not traveling back home because you want to save your grandparents. It's, it's just so annoying. Like, you know, like you're the only one alone in a quarantine or something, <laughs> you know? So, and yeah, like I totally understand that happens here as well. Like you see people already starting going on vacations and like, but you're stuck at home because you understand how serious it is. So, yeah. And I think now that you've mentioned a couple of times that you've done projects uh, in this semester and last semester. So, uh, did you also do group projects offline? And like, uh, how has ex your experience been? Because I mean, I how I would imagine uh, working in a group project online, like doing literature search, research, field work, everything online must have been a bit crazy. <laughs> Definitely crazy. <laughs> because um, there were a lot of moments where I wished we could just meet in person and just sit together at the table, having a coffee and discussing the topic that we're researching on. But um, since we're always just scheduling some uh, Zoom calls or some teams call team calls, so it's like, it's always a limited amount of time. So um, like the call is not going to last forever and you can't really like socialize the way you would when you meet in groups. And at my university, we have specific rooms for group meetings. So um, you can get into a closed room. You can completely focus on what you are doing in that moment. And um, then you leave and you leave it behind. And now here, I'm always in my apartment and it's like a mix of everything. Like this is my home, but now this is also my university. And now this is also my project room. And it's a mix of everything. And you can't really close the door because I'm living in a one room apartment. There is no door. <laughs> and it's like, I can't really, I can't really move from, from any of these rooms because I'm always in the same one. And sometimes I just wish I could be in a separate room but it's just not working. So sometimes that really is what I struggle with a lot because I'm getting extremely exhausted. And when I think back of how we were also meeting our supervisors, so each group has a supervisor um, and we would have meetings with, with those teachers and we could ask questions and maybe use um, the board to write something down or share or screen, like, it was just all of this is not happening and actually getting used to all the functions that for example zoom offers like that there is a whiteboard on zoom i didn't know that until last week and so a lot of stuff is just very frustrating and sometimes when i like when i leave one of my meetings like one of my zoom calls i'm just i just want to burst into tears because i'm so exhausted of the situation and it's making me feel extremely anxious like um then like the topic of mental health comes back, like where I feel extremely nervous, where I feel like this is not gonna work. How can I ever get a good grade or how can I ever do this in a good way and create some good knowledge when I'm constantly under this weird sort of pressure that is totally new to me. And then like the anxiety level is like rising extremely high. And then sometimes I just wish I could just go back to campus, go to the group rooms and meet the people and just talk about those things in person. But yeah, so that has a lot of impacts too on, on how I feel. 
um, just a small clarification. So the topic of the group project, did you decide after the lockdown started or before? Yeah, so the whole group work started while it was already locked down. So everything that we did, like I haven't met my group members in real life yet. <laughs> like I knew them from my um, classes, like I've seen them passing by, but we never had a real talk before. So it's very weird to only talk to someone online and everything that we're doing, like making the decision of our topic, discussing questions, searching for literature, as you said earlier, we all have to do that online. And it is awful. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I shouldn't do that, but to add, um, going on fieldwork with a group of friends is also amazing that you're probably missing out on. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, there are a lot of topics that we've already discussed, and I think I think the people who listen to this. Um, yeah, get a lot of things to think about for themselves. And I'm sure they relate to a lot of it. Um, I think I would now want to talk a bit about, um, so you say, when you mentioned problems, you say like going back to Germany has been difficult. Um, do you have any idea or do you think that maybe other countries, like if you belong to maybe some other country, it would have been easier or maybe instead of Denmark, if you were living in some other country, it would have been easier or yeah, do you think it's just any two countries? That's the problem. Yeah. Um, I think um, in relation to what you ask, I'm more of a lucky person because I'm living um, like I'm coming from a country that is right next to the country I live in right now. So for me, it was kind of easy because Germany um, and Denmark always had more um, easier rules when it came to uh, crossing the border. Like if you came from a country like India, for example, like where you come from, it is like it would be very hard to enter. But since Denmark and Germany are neighbors, it's a bit easier, like because they are like um, very dependent on each other. And so I think I'm kind of more lucky because of that. But um, yeah, since I also made experiences with um, what my friend said, my best friend is from America and she told me a lot about how her mom is planning to visit and what a struggle it is. Um, so it, I think it really also depends on where you come from and where you wanna go or where you live in this moment of time and what your home country is because Sometimes it's like you can't go back home because if you want to return, they wouldn't let you inside of your own home, like into, into your country. Like there was a time, I think it was after Christmas, where they, Denmark closed the borders for international students. So if I was in Germany at that time and I wanted to return back home to my apartment in Denmark, that would have not been possible. And um, I think that is just extremely scary because my life is here in Denmark. I have all of my stuff here. I'm having my medication here. And um, if I had to stay in Germany in that time and I would run out of a medication, then what should I do? You know, so I think um, you would be really lucky if, if the rules are a bit easier because of the location of the countries, because they're neighbors. So um, yeah, and even in the Philippines, I heard from my boyfriend that the rules are extremely strict and that the facilities for quarantine there that are given by the government are extremely awful. And yeah, so 
I heard a lot about other countries, which made me be a bit more grateful <laughs> that I am where I am right now and that my home country is not that far away. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and I mean, also the Korean students you were talking about, I mean, they had to rush back home. I remember last year uh, when in March, so like exactly one year back, um, especially like uh, students who stayed really far away. Like for me, it would be like a 20 hour flight to the US and all. So like we were, you know, like we were more desperate to get back home because like it was just way too much uncertainty during those days, you know, like, like people were very worried about when they would see their loved ones next and if they would be able to see them and what is going to happen in general to the traveling plans and also I think that way uh, yeah staying close by must have helped there were also another set of problems but yeah I mean you win some you lose some um, yeah so I think now we're towards the end of the episode um, thank you really for an amazing talk is there something else that you know, you would want to tell the listeners of the show or something else that I did not delve into that you want to share? I think if I have the chance now, I would like to every to say to everybody who's listening that I know this can be a really hard time, especially when you're suffering from mental illnesses like anxiety or depression. And I would like to um, just give everyone heads up and just saying that it would be great if you could find an alternative to get yourself busy to get yourself away from the thoughts like from negative thoughts like I said I was doing some puzzles trying to learn cooking and stuff like that and um, I think that is extremely helpful in order to kind of get something into your head that is not as negative as the world is right now and yeah that's just my little idea <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Uh, thank you for like a really positive message uh, for me as well, because it is really exhausting handling, like working from home, studying from home and living at home the entire time. So thank you so much. And yeah, thank you for joining us today. And this was a really nice experience. So I'm really glad you were part of this. Yeah, uh, thank you. I really enjoyed participating. <laughs> we will get back to you for the next episode.